Hello and welcome to Enlightened Empaths, your community for the spiritually awakened. Hi, Denise. Hi. We are so excited to welcome our returning guest, Jennifer Edwards, our astrologer and friend. And she's going to be on for this hour with all of us to talk about all of the retrogrades, the eclipses, and all the funky and positive and wonderful energy that's going on and coming up for us this summer. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me on. Again, I can't, I can, you know, it's so wonderful to be here with you guys, and I'm so happy that you asked me to join. Well, we love having you on, and you just present everything in a way that we can all understand, even those of us who may not be as astrologically adept as others. <laughs> Thank you. I wanted to start by just kind of addressing some of the emotions, the heightened emotions that are going on right now that, you know, Denise and I feel are going to end up being really positive as people are advocating for justice and change. And you were saying before we recorded that there's actually some good information about why this positive momentum is happening now. Yes. Well, as we know, with astrological configurations, we always talk about energy. And you know, the, the United States has its own birth chart, which I think we've talked about before on previous broadcasts. The United States is a Cancer sun and an Aquarius moon and a Sagittarius rising. So a Cancer sun is all about the mother. Uh, the Cancer Sun in the astrological chart of the U.S. is located in the seventh house, which is partnership. The Moon, which is the emotional body, is in Aquarius, which is a higher thinking, broad spectrum, very humanitarian sign. And the Rising sign, which is how we how we show ourselves to the world, is in Sagittarius at twelve degrees. Sagittarius is so much about higher higher learning, higher philosophy, being the melting pot, having many cultures, being very cultured and having uh, many languages. So when we look at the chart of the United States and we see the basic outline, you can see that this is the land of opportunity for all, for all of us to be together. When we look back to when this chart was generated, which would have been the day that the Declaration of Independence was signed, that's like the, the astrological birth date for this chart. Interestingly enough, Pluto, which is a planet that takes 280 years to circle the sun, was in the second house in Capricorn. And in our astrological charts, we never experience a Pluto return because we just don't live that long. And right now, the United States is experiencing its Pluto return, which is a pretty powerful energetic body. And if we look at what was going on back when the, oh, back when the um, Declaration of Independence was signed, we broke free from, from political rhetoric. We, we, we as colonists, we as a country, as a nation, made something that was pure and indoctrined it of how we wanted to live our lives in freedom. And here we are again, kind of moving into that energy and just saying, this is enough. We want to be able to thrive. We want to be able to live happy, peaceful, joyous lives in unity. And when we have this energy here, which energy is always happening, we have to have change. So in order to make things better, there has to be change. And so that's what we're seeing. We're seeing change come forward. We're seeing 
trauma is about releasing it and however it comes out, it needs to be cleared. And that is really the time that we're in. Interestingly enough, the uh, eclipse that we had, the lunar eclipse that we had in June, on June 5th, uh, was at 15 degrees Sagittarius, which was conjunct the ascendant of um, the United States at 12 degrees. So, you know, this is going to be, uh, over the next few years, definitely a time for us to move forward in the direction that we want and be as embodied in love in this country as we possibly can. But, you know, the, the positive part of this is that all of this starts with you. Because when we start thinking about things in, on a national scale or even on a global scale, we become fiercely overwhelmed. And when we pause to work on our authentic selves and being in a place of love without the expectation of reciprocation, we just give love because we want to give love. That causes a ripple effect. And I believe with all the planets where they're located in the sky, there is a big window opening up for this higher revelation that it starts within us. And once that happens, the change can't be stopped. That's incredible. And it makes so much sense because I think that that is a huge part of this right now is we all need to raise our vibration and we need to reach out to one another. How do the eclipses come into this that we're going through as far so, as impact or on an individual level? So eclipses bring things that were previously hidden to the surface. So uh, eclipses uh, promote change. They create change, whether we want to or not. This is in our own chart, and this is also you know on a bigger scale. So if we're clinging on to an idea or we're clinging on to something that just isn't working, but we're not willing to fix it, the universe comes in with this energy and swoops it out. I'll give a, I'll give a wonderful example. You know, we have the United States. We, have, we definitely have a tier system. Um, whether we want to see that or not, it, it does exist. And so I believe that these eclipses are going to be leveling the playing field. You should be able to come here and be successful and um, work really hard and achieve your dreams in freedom and peace. And I think that with these eclipses, all of those barriers that all of us face on every level, regardless of what our background is, will start to deteriorate because they have to. Injustices will start to rear their head. Uh, Sagittarius is the sign of law and justice. And so the things that are repressive that perhaps we don't see in our everyday lives are now being brought to a worldview so we can see these injustices and realize this is happening here and move forward with being able to change those things so people have an equal opportunity. You know, a teacher once showed me the best example of equality versus privilege. And he had everyone in the class take out a piece of paper and, and crumple it up. And he put a waste paper basket in the front of the room. And he said, okay, everyone toss your ball of paper and see who can make the basket. And of course, almost everyone in the front row did and almost no one in the back row did. And he said, that's privilege. He said, you all had the equal opportunity to make the basket, but the ones up front had an easier chance. 
So what I'm hearing you say is maybe this lunar eclipse that we just went through is making it so that everyone's in the front row or it's going to be ironed out so that that can happen? It's actually creating a, it, it's creating a platform to, for, for us, some people, some people I'm finding, and we're all discovering this about ourselves, you know, throughout our lives, we realize that there is social injustice everywhere. We realize that there is racism and repression everywhere, but we've never really had a chance to digest what that means and what privilege means. And, and how it actually impacts others that are directly involved in this. This has been their life. And so this is opening up a platform of deeper understanding between all of us about how someone is struggling and what that means verbatim and how we can put ourselves in their position and how different our lives may be. And so when we're able to be empathetic and understand what someone's going through, it not only helps them heal, but it allows us to be able to integrate the love that they need to help them work through trauma. We all have trauma. We all have the ability to work through that trauma, and we all have the ability to support each other. And so these eclipses are going to bring energy and have started to bring energy. I mean, the eclipse happened on June 5th, but really, Six months prior, the new moon in Sagittarius on November 26th of 2019, that was the starting point. Every eclipse has a six-month window. And so, so this has been something that's sort of been brewing all, all along to bring these things forward. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. And now, the, how about the retrogrades? Because I know that there is like a whole lineup of stars in that, too. Oh my goodness. We have so many planets retrograde right now, but this happens every year. So this isn't something that's, you know, I, I see these memes on Instagram. Oh, by the way, you know, be very careful what you, what you read on Instagram because sometimes it's not entirely accurate. Retrogrades happen uh, every year and Venus, we're currently in a Venus retrograde right now. That happens every 18 months. Uh, Venus retrograde started on May 13th and it will go direct on June 25th. Before Venus goes direct, we will actually have Neptune going retrograde. So that will make us have, for a window of two days, seven planets retrograde, which is kind of great. And when we look at retrograde planets, it means that it gives us a time to step back and reevaluate what we're doing. Each planet has its own energy. So when we talk about multiple planets, we're talking about reevaluating on many levels. When we are looking at your own personal chart, we would then look to see where these retrograde planets are located to see the individual energy that you have to work with on your own. Um, but currently we have Venus retrograding, uh, we have Jupiter retrograding, Saturn retrograding, Pluto retrograding, and we will have our friend Mercury getting ready to retrograde on June 18th. So, you know, as an astrologer, I've been in the process of you know, buttoning things up and tying bows because, it's, because you know, our friend Mercury will be uh, retrograding next week. It's going to be an interesting summer, especially with the, uh, we're going to have a solar eclipse in Cancer. Well, first, let, let me just talk about the eclipses too how, and how this is going to work in. So we're entering our eclipse season. We've already started. We, we have three eclipses in one lunar month. And the last time that happened was uh, 
July 2018 when the Cancer Capricorn eclipses started. So this is a powerful month. And whatever we started back, whatever journey we started with in 2018, when we look back during these eclipses and we, and we tie them up, uh, we tie up these lessons that were brought over the last two years. My goodness, look at, look at the different place that you're in than you were before. I have to interject there for a minute. That's when I left my, my traditional job was right in the middle of those eclipses. And to see where I am two years later, that is so spot on. I never made the correlation with that before. You know, it's funny for me, uh, it had to do with finding my, who I am. I mean, we all know who we are really, but we tend to be able to, sometimes we get lost in the shuffle. And I, I think I followed suit with, with your path, Denise. You look back, you know, back to 2018, I don't even know who that woman was. And right. I love it. Right. And don't you feel like that's what's happening with a lot of this energy right now is that we're, we, we had a show last week and we talked about authenticity, but that seems to be coming up over and over for myself and other people that a lot of this energy is, is a catalyst for us to step into who we really came here to be and to follow our, our moral compass, follow our light, really shine who we, our own uniqueness so that we can be that dot in the collective and come together in unity. Absolutely. You know, the, the word authenticity has been coming up for me for, you know, many, many years, at least in the past five years, very strong. And when you work with manifestation energy, you work with the energy of the universe, the only way that we can be productive, uh, the only way that we can be a conduit is if we are authentic. And being authentic brings being love. I mean, it sounds so simple, and it, it is. When we step into our authentic power, we are allowing the universe to guide us. We are stepping into our authentic power uh, free of judgment, free of judgment of others, and completely open to all things. And so when you have an open vessel like that, there's nothing that we can't achieve. Okay, I want to dive into these retrogrades a little bit more. Mercury is going to be retrograding in what planet? I mean, in what area of the chart? So currently we have Mercury going through Cancer. And when it retrogrades, we'll have uh, Mercury retrograding completely in the sign of Cancer. Uh, it will go direct on July 12th. And as you know, we have a shadow period on each side. We have Mercury retrograde uh, oftentimes three times a year, sometimes four if it's peaking in through the end of the year. Uh, when we have Mercury retrograde in Cancer, Cancer symbolically rules the fourth house of home, the mother, the family. And I feel like in these times, we have realized how close we want to be with our family. When we had the social distancing and the, and the mandatory lockdowns and we were with our immediate family, we so almost like a flashlight being shined on that and um, reworking those structures so everybody can be cohesive. We actually had, we were trapped, some people were trapped with their family and really got to understand and, and, uh, and learn about their dynamic a little bit more than maybe than they would have before. During this retrograde season, as we sort of open our doors and we're able to do things, we're going and we're reconnecting with, with our ancestry, our lost relatives, the, the, the people that we wouldn't see every day. Perhaps we have elderly grandparents uh, or parents that that uh, we're missing, you know. So this retrograde cycle is really, it's an emotional cycle because cancer is a water sign and um, being in the fourth house of home and the mother, it's really about when we talk about retrograde, 
we use words that begin with re, so be reconnecting, rejoining. And so those are the activities that we'll want to be with, especially with this summer weather, depending on, you know, what part of the world you're in, we're able to get out a little bit more than we were perhaps three months ago. Okay. So I look at Jupiter as the planet of good luck and fortune. So what does it mean when that's retrograding? I love that you asked this question. Uh, I talk about this a lot with my clients. Jupiter is this amazing ball of abundance and it gives you the Midas touch wherever it's rolling through in your sign. Jupiter is in Capricorn. Uh, when, in Ju- when, when Jupiter retrogrades, if you think about all the gifts that Jupiter brings in the area of your chart and how much abundance is coming in, we need to share that. And so when it retrogrades, it's about gratitude and it's about thanking people, letting them know how much you appreciate them, especially if they've been a catalyst to your good fortune and wealth. It's about not being greedy. It's, it's about not taking all everything in for yourself, but rather sharing, sharing your coffers with, with the people around you. I love it when Jupiter retrogrades. It's still a lucky planet, but it just allows us to kind of take stock and be thankful for where we're at. So I look at Venus retrograde as a time to, you know, maybe not try a new hair color or maybe not dive into a relationship that's new and potentially promising. Is that correct with your your interpretation of Venus retrograde? Oh, yes. So Venus retrograde, well, first of all, like we said, it happens every 18 months, but Venus is the planet of beauty. It's the planet of wealth. uh, It's the planet of attraction. So whenever Venus is retrograde, no matter where it's located in your chart, you definitely don't want to move forward with a new look. Uh, You know, we definitely see the return of the X-Files, you know, quote unquote. And we have a chance to sort of rework our position with all of those things. Interestingly enough, um, Venus has been retrograde since May 13th. And she's been retrograde in the sign of Gemini. The sign of Gemini is an air sign. It's a mutable air sign. Uh, It rules the the third house of the astrological wheel, which is communication. How we communicate our feelings to other people comes to, comes to mind. How we are able to, how we receive communication from other people comes to mind. This is all reworking about how we receive affection, how we give affection, what we want in our life. You know, whether you're single or not, you know, you deserve to be happy. So we start looking at the very foundations of our relationships And one of the things is communication. If we're unable to communicate with a partner or potential partner, really there is no sustenance or growth that's happening within the confines of that relationship. But yes, Samantha, do not cut your bangs during Venus retrograde. Wow. So with Venus retrograding in the sign of communication and Mercury, the planet of communication retrograding, we all just better take a deep breath around difficult relationships, I would imagine. Well, lucky for us that it's kind of, they're kind of dovetailing each other. So uh, Venus will be going direct on June 25th and then Mercury retrogrades on June 18th. So we have, we have less than a 10 day window where they're going to be all amok with each other and they're going to be sextile each other. So Cancer will have Mercury and Gemini will have Venus. So they'll be, they'll be talking to each other a little bit as Venus starts to go forward we will be able to implement what we want to receive and we may have to wait a little bit longer to work out how we receive it. 
Great. And my birthday falls in that week. Does <laughs> it? Happy birthday. That's going to be a fun party, right? What day, what day is your birthday on again? June 19th. Oh my goodness. You know, you are going to have the biggest eclipse for your birthday. So the next eclipse after this, this June 5th eclipse that we had will be the one on the summer solstice. And that'll be June 21st and it'll be at zero degrees cancer. So this will be the last cancer eclipse that we'll have for another nine years. Um, and it's sort of wrapping up the things that we started back in July of 2018. It'll be a very powerful eclipse. Zero degrees is new beginnings, wiping the slate clean, learning your lessons. So if you've done the work over the past two years and you, you at home know who you are, who have done the work, there is definitely a huge blessing with this, especially being tied into the solstice. It's almost like a rebirth into summer. And for you to have your birthday so close to that, it's going to be a very potent and powerful birthday for you. Well, I want to dive more into that eclipse, but first, let's just take a moment to tell people about some cool stuff you have coming up. Tell us about this new website and this offer you have for our listeners. Well, I'm really excited. We started, there's a collaborative of, it's the four of us together, three beautiful practitioners that I had the opportunity to meet at Omega back in 2017. And we all individually had thought about creating a platform for people to come and have collective medicine to be able to work through these things and work on ourselves through self-care. Jordan Eck, who is a tarot guru as well as a business international sort of help, helps women on, on their business platform, especially with empathic businesses, uh, Lydia McLean, who is a breath worker, and um, Shana Sarkison, who is a chiropractor and energy medicine healer. We have combined our energies together to create Optimistic Wellness, which is sort of a platform for women to come to communicate. We have, uh, we have a social media uh, output that is separate from Facebook. It's on Slack. We have all of our own channels. We do daily moon meditations, daily feedbacks. We also have a hub where, you know, I write the, I write horoscopes and uh, astrological guidance. We have moon ceremonies. And so we collectively brought this together. We, it was born on um, the equinox of this year. And oh my goodness, it couldn't have been at the, at the best time, especially with people needing all of this medicine. Uh, for your listeners, I will have a link posted on uh, the show notes which will allow you to experience optimistic wellness for two weeks for free and, and see if you like it. If it's something that you enjoy, we encourage you to stay and be a part of this growing community. You know, if, if, if you find out that is something that you, that you're not interested in, you're, you're also welcome to leave at any time, but it really is starting to grow into something very, very beautiful. And the connections that are being made are just something I'm in awe of every day. That is awesome. So yeah, there'll be a link in the show notes to optimisticwellness.com and the two-week trial. And then you and Denise are doing something in the fall. I am so excited. I finally get to meet, I finally get to do something with one of my favorite people on the planet. Denise, do you want to talk about it? You want to talk about this a little bit? Well, we can both chat about it. So we were originally going to do this in May and then obviously the world shut down so we couldn't. And it's a basically Friday night until Sunday midday. So a couple few days, a couple nights, and it's Snowbird Lodge in Harrison, Maine. Go, you can take it from here. 
Where it is in Harrison is in this beautiful nestled place in the woods. So it's definitely going to be a place for all of us to kind of hunker down and really get to business. I'm really excited to be presenting uh, energy medicine, how to how to manifest things into your life and not in a way where where we're calling in that new car, but we're actually aligning with our sole purpose. And to be able to work alongside you, Denise, and your ability to be able to help people and show them how to tap into their intuitive, their intuitive gifts is really something I'm super excited about. That's what it is. There's some direct instruction, some group work, some individual work, but really it's about a community of like-minded people coming together to, I would say, validate your own inner knowing and light so that you can move forward with these skills and meet some really cool people along the way. And Jen and I have just so much fun when we get together. We laugh a lot. I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of laughing that, that weekend. Absolutely. That sounds amazing. And it's just going to be so nice for everyone to be able to get together. Right. And you can find information on Jen's website for that, thankgoddess.org. So if you have any interest in it, it's the first weekend in October. Yes, it's the first weekend in October, and, you know, I can't wait to put faces to all the names that I've seen <laughs> come up on, you know, come up, come up over the last six months, so I'm, I'm really excited. I am, too. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yay. Also, I wanted to tell people I'm teaching two webinars coming up soon. On June 25th, I'm doing a crystal class called Rock Your World with Crystals. And then on July 9th, I'm doing a Manifesting Miracles webinar, and with both those classes... You get a 60-page ebook, you get a meditation MP3 download, and then the recorded class, and you get an opportunity to just interact with other people who are enlightened like we are and on the path, and you get to ask me questions or share stories or show us your crystals. So it's going to be a lot of fun for both those classes. And I also have a new bracelet called Rock Your Mercury Retrograde, which I think will be of use with all this funky energy going on. So you can check all of that out at samanthafay.com. Okay, let's go back to this solar eclipse. So you're saying it might be a happy one for me personally as it's right after my birthday, but what about for everyone in general? What will this eclipse bring? So the sign of cancer is the sign of the mother. And also uh, cancer, if we, talk about the, if we talk about the country as well, we're, we're going to see new changes. We're this, is, this is creating a platform to be held. When we talk about solar eclipses, um, solar eclipses are combining the female energy of the moon, which is ruled by cancer always, um, so it's wonderful that we're having this in cancer because it's a double divine feminine. And then we have the masculine energy of the sun, which is ruled by Leo. And when we have these two together, it's like we're being held. So when we have this at zero degrees, it's a new beginning of being heard. It's a new begin of new beginning of nurturing. Um, and for all of us, we are going to feel as if we have we can see things clearly for the first time. And when we're able to do that, we're able to move forward in our authentic direction. A zero degrees is a very powerful degree in astrology. It's the beginning. It's the very beginning. When we talk about uh, the different signs, each sign has 30 degrees. It starts at zero and ends at 29. So whenever we have eclipses directly on those points, 
it creates a huge go time. It's time to do it. So that's why all of us are sort of feeling this energy of, of something has to change and change, change will happen. The next eclipse after, which, you know, you can't make this stuff up, um, is on July 5th. We're talking about Eastern time here. So, you know, everybody on the West Coast, this is going to actually be on the 4th of July, which is the birthday of the United States. So on, on the East Coast, we will have a lunar eclipse at 13 degrees Capricorn. And it'll be exact at 12.44 a.m. Uh, over here. You'll be able to see that. That'll be a beautiful sight to see if you're able to get away from light pollution and watch. But there's something that's very poignant about this is that uh, lunar eclipses are about endings. I mean, the energy, before, the energy before the moon is full is about manifesting and bringing in. But it, at that moment, that it is full and after it is about releasing. And so I think what we're going to see here is an ending to all of, you know, an ending to all of this chaos that's happening. I mean, when we talk about there's so much information that's coming in, and this also applies to our own lives. When we end chaos, we're able to see the objective. And I think that we will be able to see the objective in our own lives and also on, on the world stage. It's very powerful. This is big stuff happening. Buckle down, huh? Well, you know, it's, but this is the energy that we have to work with. So, so when we think about, you know, what does this look like in, in an opportunity way? If we have had things, hurdles in our lives that we have uh, resisted to leap over, this will give us the impetuous to do that, you know, to positively move forward. When we're stagnant, we're, 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 when we're stagnant, we, we're actually kind of resistant, aren't we? So when we have the energy to be able to move through structures that perhaps were impeding us for change, whether that's in a personal you know, on a personal level or, you know, on a political platform, uh, the energy is still there and it's still there for growth. In order to grow, you have to be able to be open. And so this is allowing for us to be open. Eclipses do this every year. Um, whenever we get stagnant and this energy comes in, you know, it comes right in and, and helps us grow and change. It kind of holds our hand sometimes. Um, Capricorn is about building solid foundations. And so, Appropriately enough, we're having a lunar eclipse in the sign of Capricorn that is going to help us remove anything that isn't solid in our foundation. And what couldn't be better than that? Right. So in addition to the retrogrades, in addition to the eclipses, can you talk a little bit about the transits that are coming up? So, well, one of the, one of the last retrograde I do want to talk about, we are going okay. to have, we're going to have Mars um, entering Aries on June 29th and Mars rules Aries. So all you Aries out there, Aries rising, everybody who has Aries in their chart, you want to look to see where that lands in your chart because um, Mars is going to be there from June 29th until, get this, the end of the end beginning of 2021. So as we enter into January of 2021, Mars will finally be leaving Aries and going into Taurus. But what that means for us is there's going to be a lot of activity. Mars loves to be in its home sign. Mars is about action. It's about passion. It's about getting things done. It's about, you know, getting that fire under your butt. 
do to finally get moving on something. <clears throat> when we come into the month of August, that is going to be the window to get things accomplished. Because when we go into the fall, uh, we're going to have some bumps. When we talk about Mars going retrograde, it starts retrograding on September 9th. So if you're thinking about selling your house, you're thinking about um, making any moves, especially in your career, anything that you want to start, let's do that after, after July 15th and in the month of August before September 9th. Because when Mars retrogrades, it kind of takes the oomph out of things. We aren't moving forward as fast. And that's going to be retrograde until January. So that doesn't mean that you're doomed if you don't do anything after August. But what I'm saying is, is that the opportunity is ripe in, in August. I have to ask a quick question. So using your example about selling a house or, or something along those lines, if you actually do that in the month of August or in that in-between time before that date in September, it's not going to impact it as much in the retrograde? Well, because we have, so Mercury is going to be retrograde until July 13th, and then Venus goes direct. We're going to have the other outlying planets retrograde, but that really doesn't have, I mean, they have their own energy, but it's not direct, unless it's in your fourth house, but it's not directly impactful as the inner planets are. So your best time uh, during this eclipse energy that we're having until July 5th and this retrograde energy that we're essentially having until July 13th everything's go time from July 15th until uh, the beginning of September, September 1st. Yeah. You know, and, and if you think about it, it, it's kind of, it's kind of harvesting the land, getting everything ready, getting everything sort of prepared for the, the winter time, you know, and, and if we look at it like that, it's not necessarily a mad dash, but you know, if, if you were really thinking about making some moves, that's, that's the, that's going to be the best window to do that. It, so could it also be if you've been putting off a project or putting off bringing something forth in the world more publicly or any kind of birth renewal, putting yourself out there kind of thing? Absolutely. Especially if you are, you know, during this uh, social distancing phase uh, where you've come up with some great ideas, maybe you've become more creative, you've discovered your gifts and you really want to share them with the world. Uh, you've honed your skills. Uh, this is the time to start. This is the perfect time for initiation. When we want to initiate a new project, we definitely want Mars to be direct. So having Mars in Aries gives it extra power because it's home sign. And also having it direct during that period of time is going to give us the extra push to have things birthed out into the world. Absolutely correct, Denise. All right. Thank you. That's really helpful. Well, let's talk about the Pluto rec retrograde on a, on a more personal level as well. So I understand Pluto as the planet of the hidden, the unknown secrets. So when it retrogrades, does that mean that secrets come to light or it's a good time to work on shadow work? So Pluto, uh, interestingly enough, is all those things. And it's also about control. It's about control and it's about power. And so when we have Pluto involved in any transit in any sign, we are going to see an upheaval to see if things are authentic, because this is really what it's about. It's about diving deep. There's nothing surface about the planet Pluto. And I love Pluto transits because I love transformation. That's where the growth is. When we have it going direct, we are definitely finding out what our psychological connection is to our responses involving the area that it is in our chart. 
So for instance, on a personal level, I have Pluto transiting my eighth house. That is a very powerful place to have that if you ever have that in your lifetime, uh, because it does take about 280 years to do circle. When we talk about it being in the eighth house of secrets and death and how things work and transmutation, for me, one of the big lessons that I have learned during this transit is that the only thing that is certain in this lifetime is that we will leave our human suits. And when we realize that, that everybody has to go through this at some point, that there is no fear. Because once we don't fear the inevitable, there is nothing to fear ever. And so that is a very transformative uh, realization uh, in, the, in your ability to manifest as well, because fear obviously is control. So back to the question about Pluto, when we have it retrograde, Pluto retrograde incites our need for, to control our environment at a level that comes from the seat, the pit of our stomach. You know, when, when you don't want someone to do something and your first reaction, um, your first reaction is, is sort of, you know, wanting to make it stop that it's, it's kind of that kind of control. So when we have Pluto retrograde, wherever it is in your chart, it's asking you, it's testing your ability to not control things. It's testing your ability to let go. Lots of fun things. Okay. Have you looked at the astrology of 2021? Is it a little bit gentler than this stirring up stuff that we're dealing with now? Gentler than all these retrogrades and eclipses and transits and well, you know, it's, it's, it's important to note that even with, the, even with the Pluto retrograde, everything is positive. Everything. We need a little bit of uncomfortableness in order, to, in order to incite change and growth. And so as we move into 2021, we're going to end the year with eclipses. So the Sagittarius-Gemini axis started uh, on June 5th. And so as we move into as we move out of eclipse season of the summer and move into eclipse season in December November we are now starting with a new set of eclipses which will now be in Gemini and Sagittarius so the first eclipse we'll have on November 30th at 8 degrees Gemini um, it'll be in a lovely it'll be in a lovely um, aspect so the end of the year looks wonderful we also have in December on the 14th, we will have a, a solar eclipse in Sagittarius at 23 degrees. When we talk about moving into the new year, we are moving into the new year with change internally, externally. Everything is what you make of it. We can either make things into, we can either fear things or we can embrace things and know that wonderful things are about to happen. 2021 is going to have the same retrogrades because every planet other than our satellites they all retrograde as well. We will not have. We will have. We will have a Venus retrograde at the end of 2021. Um, but we can expect to see some wonderful energy coming. I will say that at the end of this year, this summer on June 30th, we'll have our last Pluto Saturn connection, like we had back in January. And um, once those outer planets move past, which are Saturn and Jupiter. Uh, we won't have a conjunction of Pluto for quite some time. So that'll actually bring some, bring some breaths in because, you know, Pluto definitely wants to get down to business and, and, and make things authentic. So I see 2021 as being a wonderful time to sort of uh, breathe and move into the next 
Well, it makes perfect sense to me because even on a personal level, if you've been through something that has been incredibly traumatic or loss or grief or change, and you're such a sad when you were saying you love transformation because I think sometimes we're in the minority when people, not just Sagittarians, are in the minority when they say they love change. They love this new energy that comes with that because it is growth. It is evolving. It is moving in a new direction. And I really feel like what we're going through now as individuals and also as in this global unity is really that stage of we're kind of at rock bottom right now. And as we move into these new energies and and work through these transits and these eclipses, it's when you start to say, okay, I've got this, and you start to step into the new. So we're leaving that behind to gently, there's nothing gentle about this, but it's similar to when you talk to someone who understands on such a core level because they've been through the same thing. So it gives them a level of empathy and compassion for people. That's what this feels like to me is that, but we're going through it all together so we're going to move forward. Does that make any sense whatsoever? Am I just talking around in circles? Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, when, when you're talking, I'm thinking of we're, we're all birthing this together. Yes, yes, and, exactly. And, you know, there, there's so much pain in creating new life, but we're in it together. And on the other side, as there's always light on the other side, is going to be this beautiful thing that we've all created. Yes, and and I think as... So many of the people that listen, so many of the people we associate with as far as peers and and other healers and other workers and whatever it might be, so many are feeling like, okay, I came for this. I came to help. I came to help. And just the fact that astrologically things are a little bit tumultuous right now, but also hopeful. Very hopeful, you know. Uh, we, I, you know, we we have to we have to incite change in order to in order to have in order to create birth. So it's all sort of in line with, it's all sort of in in alignment with what uh, is supposed to happen. This every day that we open our eyes is divine intervention. I agree with that. What is Chiron the wounded healer doing through all this? So funny you should ask, Chiron's getting ready to retrograde. So, which I, I find when Chiron, when Chiron retrogrades, it kind of allows us to hold space for others, uh, especially as practitioners, many of you are, uh, and also in our family life and on a world scale. Chiron is the wounded healer, as we know. Chiron kind of incites our biggest wounds that come out. So right now with Chiron and Aries, it is definitely stirring up what would seem to be our deepest sort of wounds. In the United States chart, it's in the the fourth house, which is the home, the mother, where we live. And so in our charts, uh, wherever Aries may lay, it, it is going to bring up what our deepest insecurities are in that area and help us work through them. In its forward motion, it's about working through judgments, self-judgments, um, being authentic, standing in your power and being in love. And, and that, that's what Chiron's about. So when Chiron goes backwards, it kind of allows us to be able to hold others, to be able to see how our own healing and our own growth can help with assisting others. Let's wrap up with the transits Denise was asking about before. Of uh, this summer? Well, so we have, currently we have the sun in Gemini. When we have the summer solstice, it will be changing over into Cancer, which will be on June 21st, depending on where you are located. 
that'll be entered in with a beautiful solar eclipse in Cancer. Uh, Mercury is currently transiting uh, uh, Cancer. Cancer is the sign of emotion, intuition. Uh, so a lot of the things that you're saying, because Mercury is the planet of communication, channeling things, definitely writing your dreams down, having a microphone with you when you're driving so that way you can retain some information that's coming out of you because you're a conduit right now. That, at least that's the energy that, that uh, Cancer possesses when, when mixed with, with Mercury. It also gives voice to emotions, which oftentimes is hard for Cancers to be able to channel. So this will be a wonderful time to be able to give words to your emotions. Uranus is currently transiting Taurus. Interestingly enough, the last time Uranus was in Taurus was right around the Great Depression. Um, so it's about shaking up structure. It's about redefining how we make money globally. It's also about bringing flashes of brilliance into new societal ways so everyone can thrive at the same time. On a personal level, having Uranus transiting through Taurus will we'll have you look at where you put your roots, how you, um, how you bring in your income, as um, Taurus is ruled by ruled by Venus, which is about beauty and um, wealth. And so we'll be looking at different ways and getting different ideas on how we can express ourselves in, in that area. Pluto and Jupiter and Saturn are all retrograde right now. I call them the three stooges, if you will, or the three musketeers. Um, they're very close to each other. Saturn, will, will, as it moves backwards, they'll all be conjunct each other pretty soon. This is in Capricorn. Capricorn is about structure. It's about being authentic. It's about, when I say the word karma, it's not bad. But it, it's about, it's about putting, doing unto others as you would want done to you. And so when we talk about um, Capricorn, we would be remiss about not building, about building structure, making sure that your foundation has no cracks in it. Everything is coming from the heart. It's coming from the right place, coming from, you know, a soul center. And so we will be more focused on uh, legacy how to build our dreams into reality. That's what Capricorn Cardinal Energy really strives for us to do. Neptune and Mars are currently conjunct each other right now in the sign of Pisces. So uh, Neptune being in its home sign of Pisces really brings this effervescent ability to be able to uh, be incredibly empathic right now. Uh, today, as, as we record this broadcast, we're having Mars conjunct Neptune. That actually exposes itself in many different ways. One of them is to be able to channel like nobody's business because we're bringing the powerful energy of Mars and the higher vibration of uh, Neptune, which is linked to outside of the body and the spiritual realm together. So lots of dreams. This energy will last for about a week or so. So um, if you find yourself having sort of epiphanies, write them down because with Neptune, it's a milky haze. And so one beautiful thought leads to the next, but it can also be lost in the tide of uh, the water of Neptune. See, and the nodes, of course, the life purpose nodes, our moon nodes uh, are hanging on to um, the last degree of Cancer and moving into the first degree of Gemini. So we're really starting to move into our purpose energy with a lot of air. So we're really making tangible headway in what we want to be doing. The interesting thing about the nodes, and I'll, I'll end it on this, is that we have eclipses twice a year, and we have you know between five and six eclipses every year. So this energy is not different. It's just the signs that 
they, they present themselves and that brings the energy. But wherever you are in this point of time, and I know I say this every time I'm on, look back to what you were doing 19 years ago, because that lesson always comes back until we learn it. And it doesn't come back with the same face or the same circumstance, but it comes back with the same decision making that you made back then. So we want to look back to 2001 for this summer. And as we move into the eclipse season of uh, the winter of 2020, we're going to be looking at the, the period of time of winter 2001, uh, New Year's 2002. If you're saying, Jennifer, I can't possibly remember three days ago. How am I ever going to remember 19 years ago? One of the tricks that I like to tell my clients, which works very, very well, believe it or not, is to um, <clears throat> look to see what was popular that year on the radio and make a Spotify playlist and take yourself on a long drive and see what comes up. That's a great, great idea. Because of the auditory, it's going to be, trigger the memories of that. And interesting, I vividly remember 2001, huge, huge, huge transitions in my life, probably some of the biggest choices I ever had to make. And I'm kind of revisiting that. So the accuracy is is so spot on with the timeline. Oh yeah, it, you know, the, when, when the lessons come back, sometimes when we're just looking at the surface and we think, wow, I, you know, I was in high school, nothing was happening, but maybe it had to do with why you chose who you wanted to be in love with. You know, it, it's as simple as that. It doesn't necessarily have to be the exact same thing, but I'll tell you, it never fails me, especially when I have the opportunity to just zone out with a playlist driving always makes me zone out. I mean, in a good way, I know what I'm doing. Um, you, know, <laughs> you, you, kind of, you kind of get reflective. That's where I do my best thinking. And yeah, it, it's never, it's never proved me. It's never proved me um, wrong on that. That's the year I got pregnant for the first time. So what are you getting ready to birth in the next year? Not another child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting ready to send that child off to college. So Exactly. Actually, that happens more often than not. It is definitely about that, th that cycle. Absolutely, Sam. Happy for her, bittersweet for me. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm hearing is that we've got a lot of energy and transformation going on, but it's going to have a positive, happy ending. Absolutely. The way that we choose to, uh, to grow ourselves internally could, could never end on a negative note. I mean, whenever we take the time to work on ourselves to be in alignment with universal energy, which is love, once we're in alignment with that and we are in our authentic selves, sometimes it takes a little bit of peeling the layers off to get to that point. And so some of these transits are just promoting the peeling of the layers. And that's painful sometimes, like birthing. But in the end, it always, always serves us in our highest good. Oh, wow. Thank you. You have such a beautiful and... I don't want to say simplistic because that's not giving credit to you or it's coming out wrong, but you have a really nice way of concisely explaining a very complex subject. Oh, thank you guys. I love being here with you. So I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about all my star medicine. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you guys want to check out Jennifer's work, you can go to thankgoddess.org and don't forget to check our show notes for information on how to log on for your trial of optimisticwellness.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, please remember to show up, do great work, and share your light. See you next week. Take care.